on last week's Irrevelations. We're on Exodus 17. I don't mean to cast aspersions on these young kids, these young Jews here, but Ishmael did just fine wandering the desert, you know? He wasn't two million people either or whatever. Who, who says? Moses would be there just be like, you dare to tempt God? You're questioning that he gives children AIDS? Like, who the f*** do you think you are? You know, who are you to question God, you know? So the next book after Deuteronomy is called Joshua. It's all about this guy. He's a great general. He's a great warrior. He's a big deal. This is where he's introduced with absolutely no fanfare. He's like, my hands. My hands are heavy. This is so hard. People die. I mean, that's true. Do it. No, actually, hey, put your arms up. Oh, look at you. You're already having to rest your arms. Shut up. Moses is like, is that, who's that? And he's like, it's me, Jethro. And he's like, yeah, it looks like it says You say it is, you know? You know what they say. The quickest way to a man's heart is his daughter's <laughs> They're They're having a grand old time. His wife is probably like behind him like, hey, are we going to have some time? for this? Shut the fuck up. I am talking to talking Jethro. To dad. I am talking to Jethro. He just he just runs a comb through his flowing mullet. It was like, you stupid just a bunch of guys jerking off on a pizza, and they put it in the oven, and they kill a kid. Comet pizza? Yeah, Comet pizza. pizza. Yeah, some DC pizza joint. Do you think the people are ready? I think they're ready. Yeah. God spoke to all of them, saying, these are my commandments, and these are my rules. The two young men whom I raised to believe in the Ten Commandments have returned to me as two thieves with filthy mouths. If you're watching Avengers, you're going to hell. Because <laughs> Thor is technically a demigod. But the people are like, oh, dark and it's thick. I don't want anything to do with it, you know? Sign me up. Before we turn to the word, I would like to I can't be a big blessing to people if I'm poor and broke and depressed. I don't feel good about myself. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness. I believe in a literal burning Bible hell just as strongly as I believe in a beautiful heaven. No, no, no. Not God bless America. The Bible means a lot to me, but I don't want to get into specifics. And pray this simple prayer, Lord, speak to me. I, I was telling my mom, I, I was talking to my mom about it. She's like, I was like, you're like, you're pro-abortion, right? She's like, no one's pro-abortion. We're pro-women's choice. I was like, well, I'm, I'm pro-abortion. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> give a shit about I, choices. I'm on the far, far extreme of that. I think we should be, you know... Uh, trying to stop overpopulation any means necessary if that means that uh there's a lottery and a big fisted guy just comes up and punches every tenth woman then whatever whatever has to be done to save the earth that's what i'm about i mean i gotta say your if your mom wasn't pro-choice before you were born <laughs> i see why <laughs> she is now that's what forced her hand uh i yeah. i ruined thanksgiving because i said i would rather if i had to choose between roe v wade or the second amendment i'd go second amendment and that well that was the end of thanksgiving <laughs> that was all fucked up from there forward your mom is pro-choice in the same way that someone who's been robbed at gunpoint in their own home is now pro-gun yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what happened to me so yeah it's that's what forces it oh is that why no, I've always been whatever. Uh, 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 gun. I thought you were going to say it had something to do with like uh, your shit getting stolen or whatever. Or that no, I, I, honestly, I think that's a fucking knife. cop out. Whenever someone's like, oh, like I, I don't know, I just 
I'm making it a personal I'm reason. Second Amendment. Yeah, I don't have to. It's like like when people are like, "Oh, I was, I was pro life until my daughter got raped." Well, you should have fucking thought about it beforehand. You should have when you were denying. I mean, that wouldn't have stopped you know it from happening. Well, my my, my yeah, point is, you're right. Yeah, you're right. You know, you you should making. Making what should be logical and anecdotal reason is that, that, a little weak. Which is one of the main reasons why I can't stand pro-lifers is that it's usually f- fucking bullshit. You know, it's always like, oh, I would never do that. And it's a life. It's a life. And the second their daughter gets pregnant, they're like, oh, shit. We got to find a secret And they're doctor. like, you know, you know, an abortion doctor today would have aborted Beethoven. <laughs> we don't need another Beethoven. Yeah, yeah, yeah we don't. We already, we had already had the one. We're good. <laughs> Weird. So we should afford the rest. It's of always it. some bullshit. Um, but but yeah, it's always rules for the kind of horseshit. Like, oh well, I didn't expect my daughter to be raped by a minority, and then that was an issue. Oh well, I mean, that's you're, it's a sick way to think about it and to come about it. So no, I I didn't need a, I didn't need some personal anecdote to like open my eyes or some shit. But yeah, if you well, the thing is though, those can be useful because it kind of adds context to maybe why someone believes something and it could maybe help someone that has their same viewpoint understand it you know uh i mean i'm not saying that it's not something that happens or can't be useful i'm just saying that it's sort of like like you don't like it uh, i mean this is off topic but i remember in high school i was pro gay marriage and the amount like like mostly because of laziness like i just didn't give a shit like, like do you know two gays are going to get married i was like who the fuck cares why is this something we're talking yeah. about who gives a shit they're like what are you gay and i was like why why is that something we have <laughs> why is that got to be like i have to be personally invested for me to not give a shit about people's civil rights like i i, I don't know like what why is that a thing you know well it definitely is and uh Central or in North Florida high school that's <laughs> yeah. definitely a thing like uh like i can be pro choice while also not you know wanting to you're not going to have an abortion i don't think i'd ever have an abortion well i don't know maybe i would who knows i've never been down that path but um if i get you pregnant you're gonna have you know why just because of easy access to birth control that's the fuck which is a a absurd that like people try to fight it and planned parenthood that's a that's a whole we'll have to get into that someday but um for sure but yeah like the idea that i got to be somehow personally affected for my value to for my opinion to have value you know um but, uh, yeah, um, I remember, so I got a couple of abortion stories. Uh, first off, did you ever hmm. see Seinfeld, uh, the episode where they talk about abortion, like the pizza joint? I'm going to use it as an no, example. No, I don't think I saw that episode. There, there's an episode where the story's about abortion. Kramer was in a pizza, it's been years since I saw this episode, but the point was. He should have been aborted. The point was Elaine is in there. And uh, she finds out that the restaurant owner is pro-life. And is like, well, we're getting the fuck out of here. And they all just leave, you know. Uh, and uh, take that to like 11. And that's my mom. That's my family. <laughs> it's like, if you even have a pro-life stance, it's like, well, I don't even want to know you as a friend. You can How does shit. she play tennis then? Uh, like, I feel like all those angrily, people are probably Very life. angrily. Her, <laughs> it, her, it, her, oh, it helps her hit it In her rich... Um, socialite tennis group that she plays conservative. with yeah, all conservative, conservative conservative well you know the group your mom's in the same circles yeah, yeah. yeah it's it's a it's a it's hard being a liberal in north florida i think no the doubt Kaepernick or in new Braunfels, dude yeah, that's true um everyone and everyone we know is conservative i think with only one or two exceptions burn your nikes like uh, anyway um but uh you went to an abortion protest, and that's what I want to hear about. I've never heard this before. Oh, yeah, I forgot. It's funny that I 
that we decided we did. did are you the one that decided we would talk about this? Because I hadn't read this week. I didn't really. Yeah, I know. Yet. We 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 decided that next week we we're going to talk about abortion, and it turns out that this and then this is the big. This is the one abortion chapter. Kind yeah. of. Yeah. Well, not not the first chapter, but chapter what twenty three. Yeah. Anyways. we'll get into it today. Um. So. Yeah, when I was a kid, uh, only once that I'm aware of, but at least once, I got brought along to uh, an, a, a protest at an abortion clinic. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's all there is to the story. It's those things happen. Who who brought you? every day? My my dad. Your dad? Did he have a sign? Now I want to start. I want to start asking the probing questions. I don't remember that much. I remember it. I remember us being outside of a fence, like a chain link fence, mm-hmm. somewhere in downtown ish Pensacola. Oh, that's so crazy. And yeah, yeah, there was a bunch of people there yelling stuff. A bunch of people had signs. I don't remember if we did, mm-hmm. but there were signs. Um, crazy ones. Ones with pictures of dead babies, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Um, pretty wild stuff. That's, I, I don't know how I feel about pro-life protesters. Uh, if I give in to my emotions, I think they're fucking shitheads. Like, um, my one of my friends used to live by a family planning center that provided abortions and just he lived right by like within hearing distance you know like four or five houses down it was on the main road and then there were houses behind it you know and um every now and then you just hear uh like the doctor walking on the lawn be like you sir you sir i say go fuck yourself I say, go fuck yourself. You guys fuck off. And they were just like, yeah, fuck you. You're a baby killer. You know, there'd be a bomb threat once a month or some shit. And I hate them. I don't know why. I hate to say that I hate anybody. But I'd be driving past. And just no matter what time of day, if it's, I mean, well, it'd be daytime. But every single day, there'd be at least two guys with lawn chairs just holding up signs, screaming at girls as they walk past, you know. Well, have you ever been on a college campus? Like, yeah, that happens every. Yeah, know. that happens every day. But I don't know. Get a fucking job. Like, what do you? What is this your day? Like, this is your time. You're just sitting out there, and you're just gonna yell at. <laughs> they women? probably have a GoFundMe these days I for it. You know. Yes, but I, I remember thinking of um, Louis C.K. talking about it, where he was like, "But these people actually do think a murder's being committed." And if you knew that there was a building where your equivalent of the Holocaust was going on every single day, wouldn't you, you know, do some try to do something about it? I don't know. What's your response to that? Do you agree with him? I do agree. I I, I guess I like the sentiment. I I, yeah. I agree that if that is your point of view, then like if there was something I cared about that I felt was being done that way. Like, I was like, hey, what's going on in that room? Oh, they take guys that uh, drink Fresca soda and they put them down back there. I'd be like, we got to get signs, you guys. We got to stop this shit, you know? We got to do something about this, you know? Uh, I'll be at the I counter protest. I love Fresca, you know? That's grandma soda. I'd fucking hop the fence. I'd beat the shit right. out of you. Round them all up. <laughs> you, know? Um, <laughs> you know, like, if I, if I thought that there was people getting just fucking murdered... Uh, I don't know. I guess I'd feel the urge to do something, you know. I would like to think that if I was one of those Germans in Nazi Germany that I'd at least be outside Auschwitz with a sign being like, hey, you guys are wrong. This is bad. Here's a picture of a guy um, getting stabbed or whatever, you know. Dude, I just learned all about uh, Auschwitz yesterday. Oh, that's your first time hearing about it? Last, no, on the newest last podcast episode, they like go through it in detail what Mangala did. Oh, oh yeah. Mangala's the Yikes, worst. Yikes, bro. 
I didn't realize it was that bad. Anyways, we got to cover. We'll cover Mangala some other day because Mangala is a fascinating character, and I have not heard last podcast, Holy but I, I I only heard of you him. Need to, yeah, they just released part two of three. Okay. There's a third one that's going to come out about hunting him down. I remember that. We'll, we'll come back because I want you to talk more about abortion. But uh, I remember Mangala yeah. was just one of those guys who was the opposite of a scientist, where no experience. And he was actually really no controls. He was a good doctor. No real. Yeah, but not not. His experience really didn't have any value. Twins. You know, he wasn't doing anything for any purpose. He was just like, "Hey, oh yeah, just eating an apple." And he's like, "What if we, um, what if we cut him in half and then put the other half on a dog?" And they're like, "What, what would that prove?" He's like, "Do it anyway. We'll find <laughs> we'll out. We'll find out. You know, <laughs> get the camera." <laughs> uh, yeah. What's the um, point? Yeah. Uh, anyway, so I was going to say I just did some googling because I remembered you were dredging up old feelings. Okay. Dredging up old, old, old thoughts that I had about going to that protest. And I was like, wasn't someone shot? Okay. And so I Googled Pensacola abortion doctor shot. Sure enough. And they shot. I don't remember how him. old I was. I don't remember how old I was. But in Pensacola in 1993, when I was five, uh-huh. um, someone shot an, an anti-abortion extremist uh, shot a doctor in March of 1993. Okay. So that would have been a while ago, yeah. That would have been right about right, right <laughs> when I was attending these. What things. was your dad doing? <laughs> I don't know. Just uh, just shoot guys and then handing a crazy person the gun, and be like, "You did." I this. know who got framed for yeah, it. I, I no, but what's fall. interesting is that the fact that I can remember going there, I was probably at least five. Yeah, ninety. It would have been right around. Yeah, that was around five or six. Yeah. Because I yeah. That's so I wonder weird. if uh, I I'm gonna go out on all them because I don't know. Uh-huh. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that we were there because of the shooting. And that probably bought, brought the whole thing to the forefront in Pensacola. Oh, that's yeah. that's a weird, that's even darker than what I thought. Like they killed a doctor yeah. just doing his job. And you guys are like, we got to support the cause, even though someone's been murdered. Yeah. Well, like like CK said, that was someone's mangala. It is someone's mangala. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's a, I guess I think that they're wrong. Of course. But I think that if you truly believe like they believe, then it I, it doesn't justify their behavior, but I understand it. It obviously doesn't justify a shooting. Yeah. I, I, my point is I understand it, even though I think they're bags of shit. I, I hate them. I hate <laughs> them. I don't know what it is. It's one of the few things that just generates a vitriolic response. We I pass them all the time. And yeah. I'll be talking, like, me and Missy will be in the car, and I'll be like, oh, yeah, we're going to do this Sunday. And then I'll look, and I'll realize that I'm by the clinic, and I'll see, and I'm like, cunt! You know, I'll just scream at them, you know? <laughs> I'm like, God, if I had a bag of pennies, I'd throw it at them. You know, I just hate, ah, uh, I just, you know, I hate um, them. I hate them. Along those lines mm. uh, of the, okay, this is, you know, your version of the Holocaust going on inside these doors. Right. One of the things that that's a parallel to that for me and relates to the Bible is, I get into arguments sometimes about people that say, yeah, I'm okay with Christianity. I like Christianity. I am a Christian maybe even, but I don't think that we should proselytize. I don't think that we should be evangelical. Uh-huh. And then I, I think it's the same thing. Like the abortion point is that if you really believe that everyone who doesn't follow your God is going to hell. Yeah. And you're just like, well, they're all right. You know, like I'm going to get into heaven. So I'm not going to bother anyone. I don't want to be disruptive. I don't want to be make people uncomfortable. Yeah, I don't, that's kind of weird. Too. I don't want to ruin this uh, guy filling up gas in the gas station's experience. So I want him to know. You know? Yeah, I agree as well. Yeah, I mean, if you legitimately, when we were talking about that uh, John Allen Chow guy, is that uh, arrogant prick? Totally, 
totally an arrogant yeah. prick. Uh, definitely took on a mission, no chance of survival, no chance of success. Just to, just going to commit suicide. And they just arrest another guy in the uh, Amazon for doing the same shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was wondering when we were going to talk but, about it. <clears throat> if you legitimately felt that if you don't speak to these people, that they're going to burn for eternity in a pit of fire. Now, I don't know if hell is actually like that. Uh, I haven't read the actual literal text. I know that everyone's concepts of hell is a little bit muddied, you know, because of popular culture kind of changing what people think of it, you know? There's a lot of, even within Christianity, there is a billion different debate of what interpretations. Yeah. But, um, which is a strong sign that maybe, you know, everyone's wrong. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, we'll, we'll talk about that later, but, um, yeah, just like, if you genuinely feel like, again, if you honestly believe the things you believe, I can't knock you if you're not a hypocrite, at least. You know, I hate hypocrisy at most. That's that's one. That is, that's my main issue with the, the Catholic worst part Church. About yeah, that's the worst part about all those priests raping those kids was the hypocrisy. You know? um, <laughs> but uh, if you're legitimately a fucking psychopath, you know, Rasputin-style maniac who's like, God's telling me yeah, I have to guy. shit on this table. I'd be like, well, I got to admire a man of his convictions. All right. He, get the, he did as he was get told. the bowl, I guess. Um the last story I had about abortion was, uh, and I don't want to give any oh, identifying boy. things about this, so I'll say that I had a friend whose cousin got a girl pregnant. And okay. they were in high school. They'd only been dating for a little bit, and he got her pregnant. And my friend's mother uh, got her sister. So there's a lot of other people. You know, my my friend's mother and my friend's aunt were like invited that girl over for like lunch and they braced her and they did an intervention. We're like, listen, we don't want you to get an abortion. We will raise the child. Abortion's wrong. And they had all these pamphlets and they just cornered her and they're just like, don't do it. Don't do it. You know, we'll, we'll raise the kid. We'll raise the kid. No one had talked to their husbands about <laughs> any of this shit. <laughs> just like, no, we've got to save this baby. And then finally the girl's like, I already had the abortion. Like, I, like I don't... The, the, the horse is out of the barn, but that's I remember thinking about it. That's like, kind of like my story about a friend. I remember thinking yeah, about it. Like, I, that's, that. I don't know how I feel about that. I feel like they're shitheads. I feel like that's like like some girl's doing the you know this desperate thing, and she doesn't want to have a kid and go through the horrors of childbirth, and you're just going to corner her and be like, listen, you go through all the work. You have this kid, this massive cells, and you carry it to fruition, and then you blow your... Uh, your V D or A and then we'll take it from you. Like, ah, all right, what a what an what an offer. At least yeah, that again, there's no hypocrisy there. Because <sighs> yes, that's yeah. a lot of a lot of the times you see the thing that gets thrown in a air quotes pro lifers face is okay, are you gonna adopt some children? Because there's gonna be a lot of unwanted children if you cut off abortion. But anyways yeah. my story on that you've reminded me, I'm not gonna do any names, dates or locations because I don't want <laughs> Have, you, have I told you this? Uh, I had a friend who was on vacation and got a, a considerably older woman pregnant. No, I've never heard the story. And she lived, we'll say, halfway across the country. And we were in our late teens, early 20s. Oh, nice. And she was like, yeah. I'm She's like, hey, by the way, you got me pregnant. I just wanted you to know. I'm going to get an abortion. Don't worry. And he's like, oh, no, you're not. <laughs> and I was getting ready to drive across the country with him to stop her. <laughs> I I can't believe you. I can't believe you'd ever do that. I <laughs> it's that's so weird because I remember a story where a friend of ours, uh, who um, 
had a pregnancy scare, his girlfriend, Mr. Period. And I was like, listen, man, I know you're probably afraid to ask, but I will fucking <laughs> jump her. <laughs> you just got to get her at the top of the three-story stairs at the mall. I'll do all the rest, baby. I'm not going to have your future be ruined over this shit. And he was like, no, she had her period yesterday. I was like, oh. Oh. Well, I will. You should have anyway. stopped me, but just so we know, just so you know, <laughs> it's on the table. And he's a youth pastor I can't now, wait. so who knows? <laughs> oh boy! Well, now I know. <laughs> wow. Um, I'll tell you who I was talking about once this episode's right, over. We'll get into that. Uh, yeah, inside jokes. Yeah, that's that's that's, joke, that's, that's, that's great for podcasts. People love it when they hear so, an inside so, joke. They're not a part. Of it. So here. Here's what we need to do now. I think we need to figure out what the Bible has to say about abortion. Yeah. And we're literally going to find out this episode. And uh, click here to have your mind blown if I was BuzzFeed. Yeah. Uh, this is – I am so excited because I feel like this is the fucking meat. This is the whole point. It, it is getting meaty. This is the covenant with God that um, the Jews had. Because I, I feel like – big deal. I feel like this is the whole point. Like the Ten Commandments are like the amen, uh, the Constitution. You know the Bill of Rights and shit. They're like they're like the, uh, you know the the spinach dip you get at the beginning. I, I guess my my point is they, they're like the Constitution. You know we're like okay these are the core laws the spinach that all dip laws of America. have to abide by. Yeah, the spinach dip of America. You're right. The, the Bill of Rights. Thank the you. Dip of America. Back down. Oh, Jesus Christ. And then now we're getting into like the actual meat of what God's laws are. And as I know, we were kind of talking about Genesis and the beginning of Exodus. Like, what is the fucking point of all of it? I feel like all of this Bible thus far has been kind of like justification for the laws we're about to get into. For sure. Like, like if someone was like, oh, you know, if someone stabs you in the face, this is what you do. And you're like, why should I do what you say? Why should I abide by your rules? Like, listen, did you not just see us kill all those Egyptians? I fucking will make you pay. And like, oh, okay, sorry. Okay, I'll, I'll You're about to have line. your mind blown, yeah. I think. And are we ready to talk about it? Um, should we introduce the podcast and then and then dig in? Because I actually want to pull it. back. I want to pull back some of what we did last episode. But anyways, real quick. Uh, you're listening to Irrevelations Podcast. We're the podcast that's reading you the entire Bible so that you never have to flip a single fucking page. Huh. You just show up here every Sunday. You listen to us talk. We're going to break it down. We're not professionals, obviously, but we're really good at what we do. We're the best. Can we say that yet? This is episode nineteen, so I think I'm safe to say we're pros now. We're the we're the Bobby Wait. Fishers of reading the Bible, you know. We just coming out there are. with some weird intensity and some strange <laughs> ideas about world governments. I like it, and but our names aren't Bobby Fisher. I'm Grant Voice. I'm Cole Delusky. And we're in, like I said, episode 19. We're picking up in the book of Exodus, the 21st chapter. Um, we just finished the Ten Commandments. And speaking of, do you have something? Because if not, I want to go back a little bit into chapter 20 to bring something up that we didn't cover last right, week. Let's do it. So this is crazy. I finally caught up to where we're at in the book that I'm reading. That's my concordance, if you will. Google? My scholarly concordance as opposed to religious oh concordance. Okay. And let me tell you what's going on here. This is going to blow your mind because it blew my mind. Okay. Um, at the turn of the last century, 1906-ish, I believe. Great. Archaeologists discovered a bunch of uh, codific- 
codified laws written by the Hittites, mm. who I think everyone's heard of the Hittites, right? They were a great ancient civilization predating where we're at. A right bunch now. of sluts is what the Bible would have you clearly. So the Hittites um, at this time, at the time of the the codes that they found, the laws they found were the, what what <laughs> in, man. I'm just a yeah. Take machine. your time. I got this. The Hittites at this time had a set of laws that were not just for one kingdom. They were laws that were handed out from what's called a suzerain mm-hmm. to vassal states. Okay. So I don't know if you've played Civilization. I have not. But in that game, you get to set up as the suzerain over various city states. So that was a real thing. Apparently, I just thought it was in the video mm. game. Who knew? So what they would do was once they sort of, air quotes, conquered, I guess, usually it was literally conquered. Once they conquered a city-state or a smaller kingdom. Raped it into submission, yes. Roughly. They would set up uh, laws, right? Huh. That were, It was kind of an agreement between the suzerain, the, the boss, and the vassal state. Now, the way that would always, almost always work in these different documents that show different relationships between uh, governments was that first they would have all these steps that went into place. So it wasn't just, okay, here's your laws. It was, all right, here's the gods under which we're our witness to this. Mm-hmm. Here is the rules. Here is where you're to keep the rules. Here are the laws on when you're supposed to say the rules so that everyone knows them, okay. right? That you're not just putting it away in a dusty shelf. <laughs> and what's insane about it, and scholars started to notice this as, as they're reading them, is that it perfectly mirrors what we're reading right now. The so Ten Commandments or... The Ten Commandments and the laws, huh. and then near near the end of what we do, the confirmation of the covenant that we're probably going to talk about today, um, it's almost, it's not word for word, but in terms of the structure of it mm-hmm. all, perfectly similar. And these Hittite rules would have happened centuries before this stuff that we're reading now. It's so That is interesting. And it's funny because in those cases, it was always one ruler over another ruler over another group of people. Whereas it's basically here, the Jews adapted it, interestingly, to be Jethro. God yeah. setting this up. So it's instead of having a a lord, they have the <laughs> it's lord, like It's like, uh, it's like Moses went to the Hittites like, hey, man, can I borrow your uh, laws and structure and society? They're like, okay, yeah, but just don't change some things so I don't, don't. get caught. You know? <laughs> Change enough. I don't stuff. want the you don't... plagiarism bot to catch you. Um, that is interesting. <laughs> it's especially interesting because uh, I know when we talk about like the Ten Commandments and God's laws and stuff, that argument always comes up of like, well, if it wasn't for, if you can't tie your morals to the Ten Commandments, you know, then you can't really tie them to anything. Where where does goodness come? Where what reason would anyone have to not murder their neighbor if it isn't coming from God? And atheists were kind of like, isn't it kind of obvious? I mean, that's not a natural sensation that you shouldn't want to kill your neighbor. Is that I'm not, I'm not uh, religious and I don't want to kill my neighbor. Where where you get this from? You know, that's what you want to do. And if it wasn't for this shit, you wouldn't do it. Um, which is hilarious because the Code of Hammurabi, yeah. which out predates all this, mm-hmm. is almost the same. It has so much. Well, it's a pretty. It's like it's like imagine if someone was like, hey, here's a law to not stub your toe. Yeah, but. I wouldn't want to do that anyway. Like, what? <laughs> if we lived in a society where everyone was just making you stub your toe, I, I wouldn't want to be a part of that. They should make a law, you know. Uh, it, it's a pretty. And in terms, go ahead. 
I was going to say, in terms of whether or not this text is divinely inspired, mm-hmm. the fact that all these secular, well, not secular, but pagan or Certainly. non-Israelite sources from had almost the same dicks, rules yeah. far before all these codes were laid out is pretty telling. Well, And these are also ahead. peoples that would have eventually, when we see later on the Israelites get conquered or enslaved-ish mm-hmm. again, they're, uh, these people that were in charge of them had established laws that end up conveniently looking a lot like the Jews' old laws. Oh, these have always been around. So do you think the Jews were just when rolling it, around in their own shit and fucking each other, and then the Hittites broke them down? I'm like, hey, by the way, here's these ten rules, and then later they were just like yeah. the Instagram to Reddit. I'm like, I made this, you know? Like, I'm Absolutely. <laughs> Interesting. Absolutely. And they and they just uh, worked it into their own stories. In fact, there's a very dis- clear distinction between the ten, original Ten Commandments and then all the laws we're going to talk about today. Mm-hmm. And those... Uh, were likely all added under rules, rulership of other countries, because uh, they're very, very, very much more specific and mostly tend to deal with things that a civilization would have, mm-hmm. whereas these are just a bunch of desert dwellers running around. Why would they need some of this stuff, you know? Yeah, like, uh, if your neighbor knocks on your door after 10, then he has to be sent away. Like, And it's like, you just eat manna off the ground all day. What are you even talking yeah. about? Like, you don't even have property. So that's all. That's the precursor for this episode. Um, wanted to cover that because it kind of had to do with the Ten Commandments. Well, it also another comes into what we're thing. talking about now. Um, yes, another interesting thing that I wanted to point out that I didn't even pick up on, obviously because I'm a scrub. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, when we were reading mm-hmm. last week, Your is that uh, is shit. Ten Commandments? The way you read it, when you look at it, God basically said it straight up to all the people. The people got scared. Mm-hmm. And said, hey, we don't want to listen to God because he might kill he us. He talks too loud. And so this is where, after that point, he talked just to Moses. And Moses is relaying all this. Joseph Smith style. Again, yeah, I was going to say Joseph Smith style. Because it's very convenient gotcha, that, dude, yeah, that God you. used to be like talking to people. And they're just like, his voice is too loud. I don't like it, mommy. Go away. And he's like, okay, Moses. Uh, from now on, you're in charge of all God's word. He's like, if that's what you want, God, and that's okay. Honestly, so though, I'm okay powers, with what Moses did yeah. because at least he made it illegal to have sex with animals. Yeah, I mean, we'll get to that. Spoiler alert. Sorry. Oops. Okay. Yeah, you wanna you wanna kick well, us let's off? Let's do We're, it. What's happening? Let's get into this. I am so excited. I hope you, the audience, are too. <laughs> By the way, a lot of this is gonna be super fucked up. Let's yeah, just say and that let's right let's let's um let's give a trigger warning here. This one's going to be a deep dive. I don't think we're we're going to get into this shit. We need to cover these laws. Like this is the important bit. There, yeah. There's really no way to A lot of it we're not going to have to expand on very much. Like it's pretty cut and dry. It, but it's it's uh it, it'd be hard to paraphrase a lot of this stuff. Like it's it's, sure. it's it's a slog. So Exodus 21, let's get started. Uh is this God talking to Moses or is this Moses talking to the Hebrews? I feel like it's, this is God. It it's written as God talking to Moses. So it starts off verse one. These are the laws you are to set before them. I see. So it implies that this is God's voice. So so Exodus 21 is God talking to Moses and basically being like, here are your rules. Make sure they, you, you go and tell them. Uh, and he opens up with slaves. Yeah, oddly enough, this is the first thing that they cover is slaves. Uh, and I want to make sure we get into the specifics of this because I feel like it's important to know what the Bible's stats were on keeping slaves. 
If you buy a Hebrew servant, he shall serve six years, and in the seventh he shall go out free and pay nothing. So if you buy a, a Jew, they only work six years, and then you got to let him loose. Uh, yeah, no no mention of non-Hebrews. I'm assuming you can keep them indefinitely. I guess. I, I mean, I guess assume. Um, if, if we were actually lawyers practicing Jew law, then I would say that there's no precedent in this text to yeah to, like if you go over to your neighbor's house who's not a jew and you, you take lasso him. him and drag him back to your house he's yours but it's weird how specific so if you buy a slave and he's unmarried then he will leave unmarried but if he brings Correct. a wife in with him then he gets a keeper which um and i know it's going to mention that later if you buy a slave and he's single and then he gets a wife and the wife bears him kids when those six years are done, he goes, but the wife and kids stay, and they be stay slaves. Okay, Django Unchained, the prequel, <laughs> yeah, right here. I mean, that's that's what it. It this is the one of the grossest things I've if read. Your yet. slave has kids; those kids are your kids. Welcome, welcome to the pack. Which is kind of like uh, if it were me, I would just that's that's my whole business is I would have just a slave farm, where I make yikes, where I make so, more slaves. Isn't this shit wild? That's the craziest thing I've read, though. Yeah, if this was like a Django Unchained, I would. If it were me, and I'm a, I'm a businessman. I'm, I, I make the best deals. Yeah. You're a, you're a Calvin Candy yeah, or yeah, whatever yeah, his yeah, name yeah. was. I would get a slave. I would, uh, I'd be like, oh hey, I want you to fall in love with this woman over the next six years. He's like, okay. He pumps her full of cum. She bears two kids, and I'm like, all right, now you get lost. And now I'm just keeping two more kids who I can then sell as sex slaves to the next batch of slaves I buy, you know. And I just make it a money, you know. Dude, intelligence one hundred. <laughs> yeah, right I know. We're that's that's how I would do it. That's my um, that's my get rich pyramid scheme. <laughs> my multi level marketing. Oh man, crazy enough. Here's the other thing: if the slave uh, is in love with his wife and obviously would not want to leave the master's house without her, he can say to a judge, "I love her. I want to stay." And then. Apparently, the master is to take him to a doorpost and pierce his ear with oh, an awl. Oh, fuck. And then, <laughs> and then it's your servant for life. Yeah. So if you're worried about like, oh, Monica, I'm assuming that's his wife's name, Monica, I like to buy slaves, but six years isn't enough time to indenture a man. You know, I really want to keep him forever. They're like, well, listen, if he falls in love and has kids, he'll probably, if he's a real man and he ain't going to abandon his kids, he'll let you puncture a hole in his ear and work for you until he dies. Like, oh, okay, that's not a bad thing. Yikes. So say it to God. So and, say it to the Lord. And then we hop into some really positive stuff. Uh, here's chapter 21, verse 7. If a man sells his daughter as a slave, she is not to go free as male servants do. Yeah. Okay. She's to live forever, which is great. Yeah, like, uh, like only a man slave is... Uh, got the little freedom uh clause in his slave thing if you sell a woman Correct. she's sold that's bought and sold i mean she's damaged goods at that point she's garbage she's trash right i mean that's what the bible yeah. says i mean and you're allowed to marry her to your sons but then you have to treat her like a people yeah <laughs> so don't do uh, that i think it's number the eight implication. 21 8 if she does not please her master who has betrothed her to himself he shall let her be redeemed and he shall have no right to sell her to a foreign people since he has dealt deceitfully, what is your translate that in modern text? That's what it says. No, no. If he doesn't, if she doesn't please the master, uh, you got to let her go. Basically, uh, I don't know. So obviously, I guess I get you can't just sell her to a foreigner. I guess you could sell her to another Hebrew. The way it the way it translated to me was is that if you want to marry a woman, 
you go to the father or whatever, her brothers, and you buy her off them fair and square. But if you try to mail order bride that shit and it doesn't work out, well, you just circumvented the whole system. You know, you don't get to buy a wife uh, through some kind of uh, gun show loophole and then think that counts. You know, you gotta, <laughs> you, you get, you know, that's the whole deceal. If you want to get a, if you wanted to buy a woman for a wife, you go to the the father and you buy her fair and square. You don't try to get her. Yeah. It's like, um, it's like there will be blood when he's like, we're not going to pay oil prices. We're going to pay quail prices. You know, <laughs> he's got an idea of how he's going to uh, deal it down. You know, he's trying to get her at a bargain. Yes. And here's the other thing. If he buys a slave, but then marries a woman, right? So he's like, well, this sex slave is no longer useful. I have a real wife. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to make sure you keep feeding her or let her go free into the desert. Yeah. It's uh, it's the Hagar <laughs> protocol. <laughs> it is the Hagar yeah, yeah. treatment for sure. Uh, if you buy a female slave and then give her to your son, then you have to deal with her according to the customs of daughters. My concordance that said that meant sense. like... Uh, uh, bribing the husband or the father. What is that called? A dowry. Uh, dowry. Yeah, like that kind of, just the normal the normal ways you deal with it. You know, you can't just, again, you can't just, uh, you got to pay sales tax, you know. That doesn't sound like a dowry. If you're the, it's no. like, it's like if you're the end user. I don't believe it. You know, you got you to gotta pay normal price. No, 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 no. That has to be a lie. It's not a dowry. It means that you have to just treat her like a daughter, right? Who said Mine? that? Well, yeah, but treat her like a daughter, but deal with her according to the custom of daughters. Well, I just mean she's not a slave anymore. She's now your son's wife. I, you can't make her go, like, knead your bread at your whim. I guess. Like you would okay. with a normal slave. I, 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 that's not right? like, uh, how I interpret it, but okay. But yeah, if your son takes another wife, he shall not diminish her food, her clothing, and her marriage rights. What is a marriage right at this time? Is that kids? I, I don't know. Um, you can only you can only beat them to within an inch of their life, not to death. Oh, okay, the, the rule of thumb. If he does not do these three things for her, then she shall go out free without paying money. So, yeah, if he's like, oh, yeah, I don't want to give her any food or clothing. All right, well, just get lost, you run-down burlap sack of a woman, you know. Walk into the desert. Good luck. Okay, and that's slaves. That's all the slave laws, at least in this chapter. Yeah. Uh, So, and then we get into personal injury. Yeah, this is personal injury law. Uh, he who strikes a man so that he dies shall surely be put to death. However, if he did not lie in wait, but God delivered him into his hand, then I will appoint you for a place where he may flee. Okay, I can't believe you just read that to our listeners. I'm sorry. I want to get into the specifics uh, of it. No, no, because you can paraphrase oh, this. You. It says that if you hit someone, if you kill someone, but it's an accident, just go to the safe haven. If you planned it, if it was premeditated murder, just like in America, it's more serious. You're going to be put to well, death. Well, I think... It's, it's, this is very reasonable. I think the this punishment is either exile or death. Correct. Right. So, yeah, you know, manslaughter is exile, murder is death. It's it's fair. Actually, a lot of this stuff does make sense. It um, is. I mean, the, again, it's pretty common sense law. I don't know why we... we if, to say that this came from God is a pretty low. Okay, wow. Oh, premeditated murder is bad. Thanks for that. No other society yeah. has that law. Uh, if you attack your parents, put to death. If you attempt to kidnap one, someone, put to death. If you so much as curse your father or mother, put to death. I don't know how that's a personal injury, but yeah. Oh well, it, well, it's it's uh, it's one of the commandments: Thou shalt honor thy mother and father. So yeah, the death penalty. So parents. 
Gross. Uh, one of those things, you know, they were talking about, like, um, uh, in the 2016 election, Ben Shapiro and Miley Yiannopoulos in their ongoing saga of Islamophobia um, were discussing merc- uh, honor killings, you know? I love it. <laughs> uh, you know, like, uh, oh, you've disobeyed your father and some guy cuts his teenage daughter's head off in, like, uh, Buffalo, New York. You know, and he's like, this is cool. It's cool, though. This is what we do. Like, don't, you know, don't tread on me. Um, but according to this uh, wholesome Bible that I've got in my hands, well within their rights. I mean, that comes from God. I'm fair. I'm fine yeah. with it. Like I said. I mean, yeah. Um, Abortion, wrong. It's funny. The, the, you can tell this shit was cursing you. Yeah, fine. You can tell this shit was written by old people whose parents were dead because now they're just parents. They're not children. Yeah, they don't anymore. have to worry about that so shit. Everything in here. Is about parental rights. There's no like the rights of a child. Yeah. If it were up to me, I would just be uh, <laughs> if I had kids, I'd just be constantly busting in on them, be like, "Give me some money." I was like, "What? Didn't I just give you money?" I'm like, and I just pull out a knife. I'm like, "Fucking better do it." <laughs> <laughs> just keep pushing, you know. Everywhere he goes, I pee on him. You know, I'm like, "What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do?" I just have this knife with me everywhere I go. Um. All right. So don't curse your parents. Um. If someone hits someone with a stone or with their fist and the victim does not die but is confined to bed, the one who struck uh, is held liable, right? So you basically got to give them workers' comp is the, is the short Here's, of it. Here, uh, 21-19, but if that guy you kick the shit out of, if he rises again and walks around with his staff, then uh, He's, you're, fine. you're fine. You're good to go. All you have to pay him is for the loss of his time. I do like yeah. that. Actually, I wish that was how it was in America. Yeah, if you just punch a guy in the face and then, like, the next day you see him walking around, be like, how bad could it be, uh, George Zimmerman? Yeah. You know, like, you're okay. That's <laughs> fine. Thank you. Well, that's actually a good point. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you beat a slave with a rod, you must be punished if the slave dies. <laughs> so if you beat a slave to death, you shall surely be punished. But if you beat them and they live at least two days... He shall not be punished, for he is property. <laughs> so as long as I would be doing everything I could to get that slave up. I'd be like, here's some chicken soup. <laughs> you just got to get out of bed before day three. I just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd just be like, like, I just beat the ever-loving shit. I'm just on top, ground and pound. And then I drag him into, like, the shade, and I just give him water, like, uh, in a no country for old men. I'm just like, you going to be okay? You it's funny that okay? this is, like, the only, this is, this is the first one where they don't tell you what the punishment is. That way you don't have to be strict on him. Yeah, he shall just surely be punished. You know, like, what are you going to do? Uh, yeah, we're going to give you this Indian burn. Oh, no, I killed a slave. Oopsie. We're going to kill one of your other slaves. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to kill your favorite slave as yeah, retribution. Yeah, that's what, that's what we do. Um, <laughs> pick up. your favorite slave. Uh, um, okay, is it abortion time? Uh, we are actually, this is the closest, I think we get to abortion right here. In the entire Bible. Uh, let's read the whole thing. And you okay. Can... Uh, do you want me to read it since I have the better version? And the, the more... better voice. My voice is... Modern... Awful. Ooh. No. I'm so nasally. Anyways. Oh. All right. So this is... Uh, I hate reading to you guys. I do. I like to, to keep it loose, but this is important because we're about to really dive deep. Exodus uh, chapter 21, verse 22. If people are fighting and hit a pregnant woman... 
And she, first off, how the fuck? Did that <laughs> I mean, uh, you you've uh, seen it go down. You know, you're fighting. She. So I, here's how I assumed the typical situation where this would occur. We got like five words. You into this you first. cut off a guy in traffic, and then your boyfriend's like, "I'm gonna kick the shit out of him," and he's the aggressor, and then he starts they starts fighting him, and then he the, the fight turns, and all of a sudden now he's getting his ass kicked, and the woman's like, "Okay, now I gotta oh, be like, stop it, stop it, stop it." Yeah, 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 yeah. I can see and it. You just okay. uppercut so her right if you're in the fighting. Belly. If you're fighting and hit a pregnant woman and she gives birth prematurely, but there's no serious injury. It just has like a weird shaped head. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, The offender, the offender must be fined whatever the woman's husband demands and the court allows. Yeah. Right. So it has to be a reasonable. You got to go to claims court. But if there is serious injury, you are to take life for life, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot, burn for burn, wound for wound, bruise for bruise. Um, now, let's get into let's this. Talk. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, this is the this is heavy. So, my concordance, this is the, uh, oddly enough, my concordance, this is the only verse it even mentions. All the other verses it just lets slide. But in this one, it's like, the scriptures establish a high and reverent view of all life. God the creator, sustainer, and remover of life. It just goes on and on. The, the maker of all mankind. Regard for human fetus is clearly indicated this Mosaic legislation. So let's be clear. I, I love how like uh, when people are like so like pro-choicers will be like, so the Republican senators think that my life is less than that of my unborn ball of fetus, you know? Not only that, but your life is less than that of a slave, <laughs> <laughs> you can beat the shit out of a slave to death, but God help you if you hurt that baby. All right. All right. Listen to this. So there is a early and by early, I mean, late fourth century Latin translation of the Bible called the Vulgate, right? Vulgate, Vulgate. I don't know. It was done by a guy named Jerome, St. Jerome, as the Catholics know him. Um, so he it, he was commissioned in 382 by the Pope, Pope Damascus I, a great pope. to revise the old Latin Gospels. All right. So the point is that he did a lot of review on this. Mm-hmm. His take is that a baby is a limb of a woman until its head comes out of the vagina. So that is the first take by the Catholic Church reading these translating it to latin is that it is not a human until it comes out oh so like it'd be like if you cut off her hand like it's still a yep. portion of her body that's an interesting take not murder not um murder. irrelevant but an interesting take irrelevant to today's society whatever you know why it's non-canon it's uh, some guy it is canon right, well who, no it here's was, why i say it's not canon because who the fuck cares what the catholics think well this is the only Christian church at that time. Mm-hmm. This is every Christian. This is the Catholics at that point. This was so far before the Protestant Reformation. Everything spawned from these people. This is the first Latin, the first Latin translation of the Bible. That's interesting. So, so according to them, if, but if any harm follows, then you should, but I, I can't agree with that because here's 21, 23, but if any harm follows, then you shall give life for life. Although I guess it also says eye for eye, tooth for tooth. So it isn't exactly saying that it's the life. It could be any of these things. Burn for burn, wound for wound, stripe for stripe. And, well, here's the thing. Life for life. That doesn't mean that you have to kill the person who did it. That means they have to sacrifice a life 
in exchange. Whereas if they had straight up murdered the woman, they have so to die. So if someone punched your pregnant wife and caused her to have a miscarriage, we would have to then go to get that guy, make him fuck his wife, and then sit around there for a couple of months checking in, and then we just punch the sh- Oh, we just give it. We we say this is justice. No, he can kill. You can kill one of his other sons. Eh. But that's like again by that logic, that's like equivalent to her hand. That's like it came out of the vagina. It's not a it's not a hand. It's not a it's not a limb anymore. Exactly. Until so it's you burned. got it. Until so my point born. is that if it's going to be fair, we got to get her pregnant again and then end it. No, no, their life for life just means that you have to. It's very it's purposely vague. Mm. If you if you lose a life, you have to give up someone's life. Yeah, fair, interesting, hot take. Well, this is think about what we're reading now has been. Uh, translated and changed uh, dozens of times at least. And so this guy was reading it pretty fresh, you know, 300 years after Jesus. Hmm. Um, And his takeaway was that, and and I didn't listen well enough. I didn't take notes while I was listening to the audio book, but there's a portion in here somewhere that specifically says that you basically, it's not a big deal until the baby is fully formed inside interesting earlier than that it's even less of an importance it's more you just pay a fine and that might maybe we get to that eventually but what's funny is that this kind of mirrors the uh uh now i'm brain farting the law hammerabba ah. the, the code where they had a very similar thing they're like all right if you kill the woman who's pregnant you yeah you're going to be put to death if you just make her miscarry you pay a fine mm. And that's kind of what the the Israelites seem to be mimicking here. Interesting. So it's likely that the Bible did not consider abortion. Well, it's I guess almost a sure I, thing. Yeah, I mean, honestly, this is as close to an abortion as it can be. This is forcing a woman to have a miscarriage. Um, was uh, was equal to like a, a assault, not murder. Yes. Uh, yeah, precisely. Where you just got to pay whatever, you know, it's fair. Um, you did not murder anyone. My, my Bible obviously takes the position that it's equivalent the fetus's life as equal to the mother. Um, and therefore, life for a life or what have you. But uh, so interesting. Because the Catholic Church has changed its stance over the Those past couple millennia. Of shit. Um, I do notice I haven't seen anything about raping a kid. Uh here we go, Genesis nope, twenty-one twenty-six. If a man strikes the eye of his male or female servant and destroys it, he shall let him go free for the sake of the eye. Uh, and if he knocks out their tooth, they can also go free. So to be a slave is walking that razor's edge. If you can piss off your master enough that he breaks a tooth or knocks an eye out, you're free to go. If he yeah, just knocking out a tooth. If if all. you die two days later, then he's getting off scot free. You know. Well, no, he will be punished if you no, die. no, no. If he lives two days, though, that's my that's my. I'm, I'm on that. Oh, part, sure, you know? sure, sure, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. So you don't want him to kill you. You just want him to knock your eye out, and then you know you you're good to go. You know. Yep. That's the that's uh, <laughs> slave masters hate this one trick. <laughs> yeah, insane. Um, but yeah, at least it's a nice loophole. If a slave wants to get out, just call your, na- your uh, master names until he punches yeah, your yeah, eye yeah, out. Yeah. I'd, uh, <laughs> I'd punch his pregnant tooth. wife. <laughs> I'm, it's wild to think of a time when people considered losing an eye and losing a tooth to be similar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my tooth. And there's a guy with like an eye patch, like must be nice. 
Must be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's that? You just can't eat uh, hard. I lost two teeth. Yeah. I lost two teeth. You only lost one arm. <laughs> <laughs> what's that? You're gonna have some trouble with some hard candy. Uh, I won't be able to play catch. <laughs> I lost my spot on the baseball team. You, you, you're gonna have a hard time with you caramel lose... apples. Oopsies. By extension, I would say losing three whole teeth would be worse than going blind. Yeah, three whole teeth. That's like three whole slaves. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the next part, I think we can almost skip it. Basically, it's saying if your bull hurts someone and it was known to hurt people, then you're in trouble. I mean, it, if it was a one-off accident, it's not as much trouble. You yeah, it's, it, it's... Don't let your bull run it, rampant. It, it, it's like if your dog's off the leash and it bites a kid, you're responsible. Yeah, it's pretty obvious. That's the whole rest of chapter yeah, twenty-one. Uh, yeah, the rest of chapter twenty-one is enough. control your fucking animals. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, you got to pay something. It's never like you're in big. One of the because... one of the interesting things is is it is that that is the gist of it. But and it, it just we're talking what is twenty-eight through thirty-six. So that many chapters. Well, it actually does say that if your bull is known for goring people and it kills someone, you'll be punished. The bull yeah. is killed and you are killed. Yeah. So. So take care of your fucking animals. Uh, how, but the thing is, if it's known for killing people, it should have been stoned a long time ago by the court. So I don't know. Yeah. I mean, Anyways, if an ox gores a man, the ox shall surely be stoned. Um, but I guess, oh, no, it's just if the ox tended to thrust with its horns in the past. So, like, if it, like, uh, smashes into a house and, like, uh, narrowly misses a guy. Well, you know that bull's aggressive, uh, that oxen's aggressive, you know. Uh, but you're just waiting for it. It's like when you have like a, a vicious dog and you know it's vicious. You know what I mean? Like, like oh, every time it sees a kid, yeah. it, it lashes. And there's been some close calls, but I love him. And then he finally gets loose and rips a kid's throat out. You're like, well, you knew this was coming. You knew it was fucking aggressive. You know? Yeah. Um, it, it's Yeah, it's, it's kind of no-brainer stuff. And we're going to get to a couple other sections, I think, uh, here soon that are sort of no-brainer. Um but yeah, this is about this is who's responsible for when animals go wild. Uh, one of the things I, I thought was interesting is that so it gets really specific, and we don't need to get into it necessarily because because who cares? But like, um, just you're responsible for animals. But if your animal kills an animal, you split the dead animal for money, and you kill the live one, or and then split that one for money. So. So yeah. in a sense, it's kind of a break it, you bought it policy. If your oxen gets loose and kills his oxen, well, you kind of, well, that's your oxen now. You got to pay him for that oxen. But you get to keep the dead oxen. Like, you can eat it if you want. It's yours. You, you bought it. No, because if something is killed by a beast, you're not supposed to eat it, it also says. Uh, well, maybe not eat it, but you still keep the animal. It's your animal. I mean, I guess you could I feel like that's a liability. Leather. It's your animal now. No, you have to throw... They don't do leather. If one man's ox hurts another so that it dies, then they shall sell the live ox and divide the money from it, and the dead ox they shall also divide. What are they doing with half a dead ox? What do you think they're doing? (laughs) (laughs) The guy's like, I get the fucking back half. And he's like, you don't get to decide which half you get. We flip a coin. We flip a coin. You just Mm. see a guy drilling a hole in its tongue. You're like, Fuck. I guess maybe you are allowed to... It says don't eat it if the wild beast killed it. I guess getting gored by another bull doesn't count as a wild beast. Yeah, it's not a wild beast, yeah. It's not shredded beef, you know, like it was... Anyways, all right, I'm tired of talking about this bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chapter 22, yeah, protection of property. Yeah. So we're moving from personal injury to property law. Yeah. Imagine if law school was this shit. <laughs> it's just... A, I mean, it could be. Uh, Should be. Uh... 
Well, I think that's the whole point of you have a judge. Like you just like like I don't know. You codify. Well, I guess I guess laws actually do need to be quite specific. It would they be do, cute. As it turns know, out. Like, oh, what happened? Well, he ran a red light and then punched my pregnant wife in the mouth. And you're like, all right, well, hold on. Five um, shekels. <laughs> tw- chapter twenty two starts off so weird because. One of the things that you have to find out is that if you steal an ox or a sheep and slaughter it before they can, like, give it back, mm-hmm. um, if it's a sheep, you have to give them four sheep in return. If it's an ox, you have to give them five ox in return. Ah, well, oxen are what more kind of important than sheep. dirty, ancient math is that? <laughs> well, of course they're worth more, but that's why you sh- it should be equal, though. Five times as much. What? Yeah. Like, oh, what am I going to do with four sheep? Um it just doesn't make sense. Uh, I guess. So something that's interesting in this is that I, I think it's relevant like when you start talking about Florida, and I guess Texas too. Uh, a lot of people like to vilify our stand our ground laws. I'm quite a fan. But, um, well, I guess, to uh, yeah. It, I we guess. don't have to do it. We don't have to. We, we have enough it. to talk about. But, so, if a thief is found breaking into your house and you kill him, you're good to go. But if the sun has risen on him... That you can't kill him, you can make him pay. Correct. And if he can't pay, you sell him to slavery. So, so do you think that means? Here's the way that you just read it is different than it's written in mine. The way you just read it made me feel like you can kill him as long as the sun hasn't come up yet. Even if he's fled and you hunt him down, and kill him, <laughs> he ha- uh, he has to escape you until the sun comes. Oh, up. so it's like a game of tag. Well. Sort of. <laughs> That's an interesting take. Uh, the way I interpreted it wasn't maybe necessarily that. It's like if um, someone breaks into your house and steals your shit, and you like you come downstairs and you see a guy grabbing your TV and running off with it, and you kill him, you're good to go. You're just protecting your property. But if he steals your TV and then he goes home with it, and then you follow him, and then you kill him, then, you know, like, the next day, you're like, hey, you're that guy I stole my TV. I'm going to kill you. Well, that's not really, that's vengeance. You're, you know. It's not You're sporting. not protecting your property at that point. You're exacting street justice. You know? Revenge, yeah. which is supposed to be left to the courts. Yeah. yeah, so that's basically what they're saying is, hey, follow the rules. Um, um, and, man, the rest, I hate this chapter. Really? I like it. I think it's I think it's really interesting because it kind of is such an odd little it's a weird magnifying glass on what their society was like and kind of and what they're worried about because uh, and it's interesting because honestly I think a lot of these laws for better or for worse are a little bit better than ours now you know sure like um I don't know actually I, well I maybe not I don't know like um. If someone breaks into your house, it's one of those things uh, people were talking about. Again, we'll talk about the Second Amendment and stand your ground and your ability to defend yourself and all that and your inalienable rights for defense. But uh, I've had people be like, oh, I just don't think anyone should own guns. And I was like, so what would you do if someone broke into your house? And, you know, there's like taking your shit. But like, well, I would just call the police because, um, you know, whatever he's stealing, it's not worth a human life. And I'm like, I guess that's fair. I guess that I agree with that, but fuck what if they're not that guy. What if they want to hurt you? Yeah, yeah, you can't know, whatever. And it's a muddier conversation, you know. Uh, you know, well, uh, what if that guy grabs your daughter by the hair and he's dragging her out of the house? Like, well, I would just fight him off. Well, you fucking Jackie Chandler, what do you mean you're going to fight? You know, like, yeah. that. nobody deserves to hurt you. Nobody has earned that right. You, you know, you shouldn't have to 
justify killing somebody if they threaten you or are trying to do bodily harm. If if a guy came to my girlfriend and was like, "Listen, I'm just gonna cut her eye out," I'd be like, "Yeah, obviously I'm gonna kill you." You know, like like, well, is one eye worth her life? You know, according to the Bible, it's not. It's eye for an eye. You really should just hold the guy down and cut his eye out. Cut his eye out once he's done. Let him finish. Let him finish and then cut his eye out. So it, I don't know. Uh, I think it's interesting that they're like, if a guy breaks into your house. And you kill him, you know, defending your property, you're fine. But if you track him down later, obviously that's premeditated murder and you're a piece of shit, you know. Don't do it. Yeah, you shouldn't. Then it's bloodshed. Then you have to, like, pay for that. There's a lot of... And there's a lot of... Uh, I remember a couple of cases that I thought were interesting. I remember here in Melbourne, Florida, uh, a guy came home and he goes into his house. And as he walks in, he sees two guys on the other side of his house, like, carrying out his shit through the back door. And he just opened fire on them. Like, saw them, dropped what he was doing, pulled out his gun that he was carrying, and just started shooting at him. And I think he got one of them. Or didn't, because he's a shit shot. I can't remember. But the point was is that they were like, oh, that's stand your ground. You know? Eh. And they were running away. And I was like, well, eh. I don't think that's stand your ground. Uh, I mean, they, they didn't prosecute him, and I don't think he even hit one of them. So it was kind of a moot point. But, you know... Is that standing ground? I don't know. You're, you're shooting guys that are running. Like, th- those guys obviously weren't really a threat to you. You walked in That's on them. I mean, obviously, you'd have to literally have a CCTV Yeah, yeah, yeah. Footage I mean, by his own know, description, but... he walked in. They're carrying his shit. They saw him. They ran. He started shooting. Uh, yeah, that okay. Then that's self incrimination. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, like, if it were Why me, would you say that. That's when they. That's when they. That their noses were covered in coke, and they chased me. I was like, ah, I gotta. <laughs> um, from, you gotta. You gotta definitely uh, put out there that you were scared for your life, or you're kind of. An yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then there was another case in Texas where, um, the guy. This one's really famous. I can't remember anything about it though. But the guy oh, good. saw his this is gonna be great content. Saw his uh, I, I can't remember his names, but uh, he saw his neighbor's house. People were coming out of it, like stealing shit, and he was like, "Oh, I see them stealing my neighbor's shit. I'm gonna stop them." And then shot one of them. And I think he got off, even though it was kind of muddy. I mean, you know, not really self defense. You know, you're defending your neighbor's property. I guess I don't know. Yeah, I don't know about that. But we we could go in a fucking rabbit hole all day long about the nature of that, but I guess my yeah, point why is that would we? Oh, I guess my point is is that it's interesting that the Bible specifically addresses that, and it's kind of like, well, if you're not defending yourself, you know, actively sell them into slavery, you know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. the 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 choices. It's obvious. definitely funny that some of this stuff seems modern and almost progressive, and then some of it is so so draconic. Yeah, I don't know. I uh, I do think it's interesting that um. That I don't know. How do you feel about slavery in this sense? If you if you catch someone and he sold all your he he took five oxen and he stabbed you're like, well, you owe me twenty five fucking oxen. He's like, I I didn't have any oxen to begin with, you know. Like I'm not gonna be like twenty five oxen. They're like, well, hope you like being a slave, bitch. You know. Well, it's not like yeah, I'm fair with I'm fine with that. I mean, I can't beat him to death. Yeah, can't be technically. I mean, in either way, I mean, well, we already know that a price of slave previously, Joseph was probably a hot slave, uh, was twenty shekels of silver. You know, so yeah, uh, I don't know what oxen go for, but uh, (laughs) like there you go. Uh, I don't know what inflation for slaves has been like, but four hundred years of inflation could be a lot. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll call it thirty shekels. Okay. Um, 
Uh, what else do we do? If a man causes a field or vineyard to be grazed, this is more animal shit. If a fire breaks out, you got to pay for the fire. Basically, the gist of it is, is if, that, if you do damage to someone's property, you got to make them whole. You got to pay for their property. You pay back if it was accidental. You pay double if it was on purpose is the gist, right? I would say that's a pretty fair representation. Yeah, yeah. If you if you if you accidentally break their shit, well, you got to replace it. If you maliciously stole it, well, now you got to replace it by double. You got to pay, you know, emotional okay. damage. Okay. Can we hop to the social responsibility part? Verse sixteen. Uh, yeah. I guess we don't need to think like, of a beast eats you. You got to carry evidence yeah. or something. Yada yada Lord. yada. Okay. Verse sixteen. <laughs> if a man seduces a virgin. Who's not pledged to be married, right? So she's pledged to be married. I guess this is all off the table. If she's not pledged to be married and he sleeps with her, he has to basically pay the bride price and uh, she's his wife. If the father refuses to give her to him, he shall pay money according to the bride price of virgins. Oh, man. Well, okay. So he has to pay. He has to pay. He has to pay virgin prices because he ruined it, you know? Yeah. Uh, That's interesting. So, I mean. Again, the story of Shechem is kind of muddied, you know, because the Bible calls it rape and blah, blah, blah. But if we go by my interpretation of it, then technically Shechem should have just paid the virgin price and everything should have been good. But know? he's not, no, because he's not a Hebrew. Oh, which he's is not kind a Hebrew, he's not circumcised. Point yeah, he deserved why they to die. Added that yeah, story. You're right. uh, uh, verse, verse, verse 18. 18. <laughs> you shall not permit a sorceress to live. I like that it's not even a sorcerer, it's just a witch. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I want to know is why there aren't just tons of Jews and Christians at Renaissance fairs right now <laughs> shooting the place up? I would be at a fucking, I'd be at uh, the magical world of Harry Potter with a fucking hatchet <laughs> just doing street justice. Oh, man. Uh, this is actually the, the best. This killing. is the best part. Yeah, yeah. Uh, whoever, of the Bible. whoever lies with an animal shall surely be put to death. Goodbye, Scotland. I'm actually okay with that. I think that's supposed to be Wales, not Scotland, right? I don't know. The Welsh. The Welsh? Uh, They're the ones you're supposed to clown on about I'm that. I'm sure they do it, too. Um, uh, I'm a, No, I'm okay with that law. Don't fuck animals, guys. Don't fuck I'm animals. I don't want you to be put to death, so don't fuck animals, because I'll do it. I've been on, I've been on some dark uh, spots of the internet. I don't even like it as a friend. You know, I wouldn't watch it. <laughs> that's, that's so wholesome of you. Uh, I love it. Uh, if I caught it, no, honestly, that's one of those things where like, if I caught, if someone tried to molest me, I'll be mad, but I'm not going to kill them. I would seek justice. Yeah. If I caught someone fucking my dog, you better believe I'm going to oh, spill some yeah. blood. If I saw someone trying to fuck Deimos, I would, I'd cut them apart. And yeah, yeah. Deimos is human size, so I could almost even see it, but <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to let I it go down. Yeah, I'd come at him like Jethro. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there's our there was our no animal sex bit. Um, <laughs> um, whoever sacrifices to another god must be destroyed. Uh, mine says not killed, utterly destroyed. Like it, it really hammers that point. What do you think that means? How do you picture that going down um, physically? Paint a picture. Paint a picture. So I come in and some guys like, oh, we're worshiping the Hindu gods, and I have to utterly destroy him. Uh, yeah. I beat him to death with his own children. With his own children as yeah. weapons? I just grab... So what I do is I take his eight-year-old son and I stick a metal rod through him and I just use him like a baseball bat. All right, I can see that. Yeah. That actually... That feels probably about like what 
they're they're implying I have here. Utterly destroyed him. Okay, and then we sw- then we change. I ripped his wife in really... half. Okay, great, it's perfect. Then we change. <laughs> cut her fucking throat with a linoleum knife. Uh, yeah. Okay. Thank you, <laughs> sir. That's plenty. <laughs> <laughs> what? They don't have linoleum. At this point, <laughs> idiot. Uh, you have to use like some sort of copper, I guess. I don't uh, know. Here's where we get to the part where uh, it's wholesome. It is wholesome, and also probably we'll, we'll cover the difference of it. But uh, you want to read it? Yeah, do not mistreat or oppress a foreigner, for you were foreigners in Egypt. Damn. That's like, yeah, well, that's pretty relevant these days. Anyways. It's all, it's, I mean, yeah. So uh, mine says, you shall neither mistreat a stranger nor oppress him, for you were strangers in the land of Egypt. So it's kind of a the golden rule type situation. Um, it, and it's almost too obvious. We don't even need to go into it. The hypocrisy of xenophobia and hating immigrants and stuff like that. I mean, it's, yeah, it's out of control, especially considering that the way that America was founded originally, that we were leaving our countries and we're strangers here. And yeah, anyways, it's, it's so obvious that there's not even anything really funny about mentioning up. If you, if you call yourself a Christian, but then you're like, we got to keep out the Mexicans. You're just a piece of shit. Whoever. Yeah. Whoever. You're, You're just a piece of shit. But okay, you know so why you're a piece of shit? Because you're a fucking hypocrite, and that's why. You're, yeah, and that's you're like the Bill worst Cosby. part. Uh, <laughs> um, don't take advantage of a widow or the fatherless. That's fair. Don't fuck with widows or orphans. Um, uh, a key point about that is that it's not just don't fuck with widows or orphans. It's that if I find out you fucked with them, I will hear them, and I will fucking wreck you. It actually says my anger will be aroused, which yeah. to me means murder boner. Yeah. Mine says He's my wrath will out. become hot and I will kill you with the sword it's and your wives wrath. shall be widows and your children fatherless. Ooh, it's like a, it's like a mirror. I will, I will wreck your shit. Uh, my Bible concordance specifically mentions that, that uh, in God's eyes, his specific defense of widows and orphans is sort of a testament to his personality that above all else, God has mercy for the vulnerable. Yeah. That, that his judgment and his love of people isn't uniform across everybody. It's that there's a little special part in his heart for orphans and widows. Yeah. Even though they're probably widows because of one of these laws. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Uh, We don't fuck with uh, 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 fatherless children. Uh, but we do love uh, uh, childrenless fathers. <laughs> <laughs> um, then it says, this is fun. Don't lend money, but instead give, don't treat it like business. No interest if it's your own people, which, of course, opens up the whole medieval um, mine actually, situation. Mine actually says, if you lend money to any of my people who are poor among you, you shall not charge him interest. So... If you're oh, you a Jew and your friend's a Jew, but he's got money enough to pay you some interest, and he's like, hey, man, can I borrow some money? And you're like, all right, well, it's going to be 4%, you know. But oh, yeah, I guess if, that's, that's a good point. If a, if, a, if a homeless guy is like, hey, man, can I have some money? And you're like, all right, and you throw him a dollar, you'll be like, all right, well, you just pay me back whenever, you know. Yeah, when you get a chance. Yeah. Um, which is interesting, because Christians weren't allowed to in medieval Europe, but Jews were, which is where they kind of get that stereotype. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you knew that. I, I, we'll get into it, but I thought... The story I heard was that Muslims 
and Christians both had laws prohibiting charging interest, but the Jews so wouldn't loan. Didn't obviously. Yeah, the Jews yeah. didn't. So that's kind of why they sort of got into the uh, banking business. Yeah, it's because they were the only ones who weren't prohibited to it. But they can't eat pork, so what are you gonna do? Womp womp. If you um, I'll I'll take my pork, please. I don't need any interest. <laughs> Uh, That's why I put all my uh, money. I'll eat my bacon and my high interest credit card bills. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Um, Then, of course, don't blaspheme God um, or curse the ruler of your people. Wait, you're just going to skip 26 and 27? It's the same stuff. Uh, It's the same shit. If you take your neighbor's clothes, you have to give it back to him, for that is his only covering. It is his garment for his skin. What will yeah. he sleep in? And it will be when he cries to me, and I will hear him, and I will be gracious. Like, I don't know. I just yeah, thought it so was... if your friend is poor and only has one cloak and you borrow it, make sure you get it back to him before bedtime so that he has a blanket to sleep with. Pretty cut and dry. Oh, Whatever. I thought it was like, so he has a 90 or some shit. I just thought it was weird that he has two verses about how much he loves clothing. I don't know. Yeah, well, it's there. Right. I'm sure everyone wanted to hear about it. Fuck you. Um, you got me. So don't blaspheme God. Um... Don't hold back offerings, and in fact, make sure that you are giving God your firstborn son and all of your uh, firstborn sheep and cattle, uh, right? Let, yeah. and then, Which is weird, because I guess it means consecrating the sons and actually sacrificing firstborn sheep and cattle. Right. And you shall be holy men to me, and you shall not eat meat torn by beasts in the field. Yeah, I think it's just like... That's what I was talking yeah, about. Yeah, I think if you just, I think if you just come out... And one of your oxen has been shredded by wolves, or one of your lamb has been shredded by wolves. Don't go you eat gotta, it. You gotta throw it to your dogs, man. Don't eat it. I'm, I'm so hungry though. And that sheep, there's still like a couple pieces of scraps of meat on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be like, uh, yeah, the five second rule, you guys. Let's get it. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna push the wolf aside and dig in. Yeah, I'm just gonna get next with him. Uh, All right, chapter twenty-three, yeah. Huh? Chapter huh? twenty-three. Huh? Uh, do not lie. Um, this is this says by the way that these are the laws of justice and mercy in my Bible. Yeah, so that's that's fun, right? Merciful. So so uh, these are kind of interesting. So one, do not lie. Do not be an unrighteous witness. You know, do not hmm. f- fall into mob mentality to pervert justice. So don't be a fucking lynch mob. Yeah. Don't just hang right. a black guy and beat up him up because it's you heard from a lady that he whistled at him or some shit. They didn't read this part of the Bible. They did not read this part of the Bible. I wonder why. I wonder who was telling them about the Bible and why they skipped this part. Um, Womp womp. You shall not show partiality to a poor man in his dispute. What does that mean? It just means that, okay, he's poor, but you still need to be just, right? So God gets to be merciful for poor people. You don't. You're not God. Okay, that's what I thought it meant. That's what I took from it. You don't give poor people the benefit of, you know, oh, he's poor. I don't give a fuck. What are you talking about? And this part's really wholesome. Uh, if you see someone that you hate, if you see your enemies, uh, cattle, animals, whatever, wandering off, get it back to them. If you see them, like, broken down on the side of the road because it was too heavy for their donkey, help them out, even if you hate them. That's good stuff. Uh, I don't know if it's... Twitter, it's... take some notes. <laughs> I mean, it's obviously probably just probably just PR bullshit. I don't know. I, I don't trust anybody. But did you see that Patton Oswald was getting into an argument with some MAGA shithead? Yes, I did. And he, he basically did this. And he did this. So, uh, so 
to recap, Pat Oswalt was getting an argument with some MAGA shithead. And as he was, I guess, researching the MAGA guy to think of, like, be like, hey, remember this time you said made a typo or whatever? Uh, he found When the people guy... say mean things, you, like, hop in their Twitter to see what they, uh, they So are. he was researching this guy, opposition research, and found out that he was got cancer or something? He needed a s- expensive surgery. He needed yeah. a surgery, and Pat Oswalt donated $2,000. And then also told all his followers to go donate, which they did, and end up raising enough money for the guy. And then the guy, though, was gracious. He came back and he said he thanked Patton Oswald. It was very pretty on all sides. Everyone was very. I interested. thought that was an interesting. I really been thinking about that. Yeah. Because Patton Oswald is a uh, loud atheist. He is. Uh, yeah. He is quite open about his opinion of it, and yet that action was hardly one of the most Christian things I've ever seen. Sure. I mean, not from, you I know, mean, I'm not doing it because God said not Christian in that sense, but I mean, I guess what Christians should purport to be. But also $2,000 is literally nothing. Yeah, nothing. I mean, and, and, it got uh, him you a know, lot of positive PR, PR and it made the other guy look like an ass. So it's, it's hard to say. I get it. I'm glad he did it. Don't get me wrong. But, and it is something that we should all strive to do, right? To treat people kindly but uh, uh yeah, we yeah should, i don't know if i'm gonna give him too much if credit. if i see my neighbor's oxen astray you know even if i fucking hate yeah, the guy even if I'm you don't throw, even if they're always complaining about you being too loud i mean yeah if if i were in Patton's place and i saw that shit i would have donated the two thousand dollars just to win the argument and shut him up you know <laughs> which just may have been what happened which is yeah and i mean if, it, that's, that's my point is that who knows but if it were me and i love to do like i used to um uh well i still do i volunteer a lot and I volunteered. Yeah. Um, just so you can feel better than the people you're volunteering no, for. No, just because I think it's funny because I enjoy watching people suffer, you know. So I'll be there know. just being like, oh, yeah, I'm going to feed these kids. I'm making lunches. And then I'm just like, what? I'm like, thank you, thank you. I'm like, <laughs> you, <know? laughs> you, you guys didn't have I get food. Such a fucking, <laughs> I get such a boner from it. But, uh, you know, he's getting a meal, so we're all happy. But it's not like yeah. I'm doing it out of the goodness of my heart, you know. I do it because I think it's funny. Of course, um, I think it's the goodness of your heart, but I'm okay yeah. with you not so doing it. So if, if I saw my neighbor's oxen astray, I'd be like, hey, man, is this your oxen? He'd be like, yeah. And I'm like, say thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Kiss my rings. Yeah, fucking tell me how much you needed it, huh? You glad to have your oxen back? Uh, yeah. My oxen never gets loose. Your oxen's all over the fucking place. Here you go. Take better care of your fucking oxen, you know? <laughs> Uh, so now we get what's fascinating, a reminder to keep the Sabbath day holy. We already covered that, right, pretty well. It was in the Ten Commandments. Um, um, yeah, like he keeps, I mean, the Sabbath seems so fucking important, I don't even get it. But it's weird that then they take the Sabbath, and obviously it's the seventh day of the week or whatever, but now they apply it to years, right? Um, oh, yeah, this is something I thought was interesting, and maybe the source of the Sabbath was that planting crops. At this time, it was kind of known that if you just keep trying to use the soil over and over and over again, that you'll destroy you'll it. depleted of nutrients. Yeah. So uh, in the same way that kind of like these laws kind of like up, 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 applying some divinity to what sort of was just them figuring shit out, was that... When you have a field, you'll plant for six years, and then the seventh, you let it rest and just chill out, you know? You let it grow weeds and all kinds yeah, of wild yeah, yeah. shit. You just let it do its thing, you know, and let it get some more nitrogen in there. Um, yeah, and you let the poor people eat from it. I don't know why that's nice. 
because it's just weeds, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, you guys want some uh, this uh, grass, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> There's this really thorny bush. You can chew on it. It'll keep your kids from getting too thirsty. For every rock you pull out of this field, you can have one you can acorn. Eat, you can eat like, one oh. bristle. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but it even goes like, uh, you know, work your oxen and your donkeys for six days, but let them chill a seventh. Let your slaves rest on the seventh day, you know. Just don't work your shit too hard, you know. Be cool. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Uh, and, and then all the, the weirdest, the last part of that little section, kind of, is it says also, uh, be careful to do everything I said to you and do not invoke the names of other gods. Do not let them be heard on your lips. So earlier it said... You'll have no other gods before me. And now it's saying, don't even say their fucking names. I'll kill I you. I am a jealous, jealous god. I'm like that I'm like that uh, wife that doesn't even want to hear about your ex-girlfriends. You're like, well, you're my wife. Like, why s- is this such an issue? Be like, I don't want to hear a fucking name. Like, okay, okay. Do you want to hear me sin? Do you want to hear me sin? Watch this. Odin. <laughs> you're gonna get you're gonna get hurt. You better uh, die. Hopefully. Uh fuck. I mean, uh, wait, I just realized both, all of our dogs are named after gods that are not gods. Oh, shit. I just realized. I say it every day of I the week. I can never call him again. <laughs> uh, yeah, your dogs. Yeah, I just realized that. Uh, I mean, your gods, your dogs are like demigods. Hmm. Mine's a real god. Wow. We're going to have this fight again. <laughs> oh, you don't want to talk about that, yeah, huh? Yeah, we're going to have this fight again. Um, you going to hit me. <laughs> so, Exodus twenty three fourteen, The Feasts. I, 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 okay. This is so pagan sounding, right? Yeah. Uh, so they got to have a bunch of feasts. The Feast of Unleavened Bread, the Feast of the Harvest, and the Feast of Ingathering. And he says, like, the days, like, you know, the Feast of Unleavened Bread is the first in the month of a babe, and the harvest is the flower labor. Whatever. It sounds pagan, right? Is that what you just said? Yeah. Like, oh, the well, Feast is, of the I'm Solstice, sure. the Feast of the Harvest. Oh, yeah, God cares about that. Yeah, I mean, I guess the Feast of the Unleavened Bread is interesting because it marks their fleeing. You know, it's Passover, right? Yeah. It's their fleeing from Egypt, which is not pagan in any way, I suppose. It's weird how it throws a lot of weird shit into these. It feels like they're almost unconnected, but I just can't imagine that they actually were. Like, it just seems weird that they're so separated. Um, you'll have the feast of the first fruits and the feast of the harvest, blah, 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 blah. You shall not boil a young goat in its mother's milk. O- okay. Uh, all right. I don't, I don't get, I don't I, get why not because I don't get the connection. I, I don't know, you know, if you want to take it less literally and more as like a euphemism, there's a lot of young goats being boiled in their mother's milks on Pornhub. <laughs> oh, anyway, I don't know if that lands. I'm going to have to cut that later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then we get to the, some weird shit. So that's basically the end of the laws, right? Uh, what is the rest of 23? It's the angel. Yeah, now it talks about God's angel. Yeah, so so that's done. He's like, all right, those are your laws. But he's like, listen, I'm going to send a bodyguard with you guys. I'm going to send an angel down. And he's going to hang out with you. And he is a fucking badass. It's like he's hyping him, you know? He's like, I got a guy coming in. We got the, what's that? Like, we got the wolf coming in. And like, oh, the wolf. That's all you had to say, man. The warthog. Yeah, the the warthog is coming in. And God's like, warning them. He's like, listen, I'm going to send an angel with you. He's going to help you. He's going to lead the fights. He's going to get you through all these bastards you got to fight. The Hivites, the Hittites, the Canaanites. He's going to be going ahead and kicking a whole ton of ass. But do not fuck with him. Uh, Here's the thing. 
wasn't the column of smoke and the pillar of fire or whatever wasn't that an angel? I don't. So I think it said it. he says. So this is interesting because he says, "Behold, I will send an angel." So if every word matters, you have the angel of death, the angel of the Lord, and this mysterious angel, my angel. You know. Yeah. Are they all the same guy? Are they all different? It's kind of like, um, I'm trying to remember what that movie was. I can't remember now. Uh, was it Goodfellas? Where they were talking about the difference. They were like, this is a friend of ours. This is my personal friend. And it all means different rankings and shit like that. Like, I wonder if my angel is just his favorite angel. Like, the angel of death. He's like, oh, all right, we, there's a weird guy that I call in when I got to kill a bunch of kids. But I don't. we're not friends. It always stays vague with those things, though, you know? Like, when it talks about... Anytime there's an angel involved or the Lord passing through, it's always kind of interchangeable words, I think. I feel like it's like a chaperone because he specifically is like, okay, I'm going to send my angel down. He's going to be with you guys and he's going to do everything I tell him to do. And he's going to make sure that he kills all your enemies. But he specifically says that you're going to go into the Canaanites, the Jebusites, the Hivites, all these other shitheads, you know. Do not bow down to their gods, nor serve them, nor do according to their works, but you shall utterly overthrow them and break them. So it's yeah, like, no, no, no. It doesn't just say break them. It says you must demolish them and break their sacred stones to pieces, which is literally ISIS. That's yeah, what ISIS does. They, are, they are ISIS, just moving through cities, killing everyone that disagrees with them, and destroying their gods and their works. That that's ISIS to a T. ISIS. This is a caliphate. ISIS one. <laughs> <laughs> the real ISIS, not like those other shitheads, pussies going around right now, not doing it right. So it says specifically that he's sending his terror in front of them, which is kind of what happened earlier with Sh- uh, Shechem. Remember? Oh, yeah, yeah. After they killed all the Shechemites, mm-hmm. he went around and scared whenever everybody. whenever these band of terrorists are on the move, they gotta have their muscle ahead of them, sending terrors and nightmares and hornets into their lands. Yeah, that way you're not just killing them; you're killing them and they're crying during. Um, and this is interesting. So he's like, uh, God's like, I will drive out your enemies before you in one year, lest the land become desolate and the beasts of the field become too numerous for you. Little by little, I will drive them out before you until you have increased and you inherit their lands. A little buffer zone. It's yeah. nice. Uh, he says, I will give you guys from the Red Sea to the Sea of Philistia to the desert to the from the desert to the river i'm not even reading this but i don't know what the fuck it's saying so it says on mine it says red sea to the mediterranean and from the uh desert to the euphrates huh which is pretty far in right yeah and he's like and we're gonna kill everyone in it uh so uh, again kind of uh relevant to the current middle east policy it's like yeah this is just yours you'll just kill everyone who comes in your land that, that they don't deserve it got him and you shall not even allow them to dwell in your lands lest they uh, make you sin against God, you know. You know, those people are dirty. Their minds are dirty. Their gods are dirty. I don't even want to know them as a friend. Guilt by association and or if you can even smell them. Guilt by smelling them. I think that's uh, that's it for this episode. We'll, we'll save 24. Yeah, I don't think we have time to go to 24. I was hoping we could, but um, that will kind of wrap up really where we're at in the story. I think, I think 24 is a natural starting point for the next episode. So uh, yeah. that's it. That's the laws of God. I mean, Deuteronomy, I, I can't remember, but Deuteronomy covers laws as well, doesn't it? Or is it Leviticus? Um, I'm just trying to remember which one yes, they Deuteronomy, hang Deuteronomy, on. Deuteronomy is going to rehash almost everything we've done. And 
I think Leviticus has a lot more laws. I just know Leviticus is the one that uh, all those people are like, it's the Bible says no gays. Here it is, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm fairly certain we're going to get more into these laws and stuff. But uh, how exciting. Interesting. So what was your favorite law of all the laws we read today? Way more than 10. Way more than 10. I guess what is my favorite one? I mean, deep down, my favorite and one that I try to keep, even though I'm not Christian, is the, uh, you know, be nice to strangers. Don't be a shit. It's my 11th commandment. Don't be a cunt. You know? Oh, oh, well, I just like to oppress strangers. Yeah, you're a piece of shit. Yeah. Don't do it. uh, That one would be fun to actually follow, you'd think, but... Also, you shall not permit a sorceress to live. That that one's for real, though. I want to... I mean... I'm going to find Stevie Nicks. I'm going to beat her to death with a brick. What's funny is that it says sorceress, but I looked up the, the Hebrew word, uh-huh. and it's the same as the word they used to say sorcerers in Pharaoh's court. Hmm. This is kind of misogynistic, is what I'm saying. Oh, it just um, it just uh, I don't know why it just translate though. to sorceress. Yeah, interesting. Well, you know, honestly, oh, cool. we got a lot of people practicing magic. The line between sorcerer and priest is pretty muddled at this point. Just call them sorceress. So at least, even if you kill it, at least it's just a woman. That's true. Mm-hmm. That way you're not accidentally killing someone important. Yeah. Uh, I guess it's no surprise that they put more uh, value on virgins. Uh, that's never going to change. Um, yeah, I mean, that's pretty typical. Yeah. I see. That, that's not a surprise, I guess. No. Um, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. It's, it's weird because I know that there's going to be a lot more, here's some laws, you know, that I didn't think about that first time, you know? Yeah. Um. So it's just kind of weird that these are the, I guess, I guess that they're, it's good that these are here. Cause like if the 10 commandments are like the uh, bill of rights, then these are like the amendments, you know, like this is like, Oh, women should also have the right to vote. Not that that would happen in the Bible, but, um, you know, like thou shall not murder, thou shall not steal, thou shall not commit adultery. Those are pretty basic and iron. You know, yeah. Well, I think in the the what I was able to gather from like my little side secular scholarly research from it is that these were just added later, and it was because they started to realize that top ten rules isn't going to hold. You know, yeah. Thou shall not commit adultery, and they're like, okay, but that guy's oxen killed my oxen. I'm like, oh, I hmm. guess we should. Okay, you can fuck his wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, thou shall not murder. Like, okay, but what if I catch a thief and I beat him to death with a rock three days later? Like, hmm. oh, damn. Hmm. Okay, okay, I've got some more laws, you guys. I've got to figure this out. Uh, I think it's good. I think it's some fun shit. Uh, yeah. If a man opens uh, a pit and a donkey falls into it, the owner now owns a donkey. Like, that's cool, I guess. I don't know. That's fair play, dude. Uh, I, I, it's funny, though, again, like I was saying earlier, a lot of these... Uh, are reasonable and then a lot of them are crazy <laughs> yeah if an ox gores just a, uh, if, a go- if an ox kills a servant you got to pay that guy 30 shekels of silver and the ox shall be stoned one thing i think is interesting is that uh the oxen are often stoned how fucking metal would that be that's gross dude can you like oxen are tough really yeah but also that you got to beat an animal to death by throwing rocks at it? Like, can you just cut its throat? Yeah. What is this? I mean, I'm that's telling you something. Sick. That's got to be the worst way to kill an oxen. 
I can't imagine yeah. a worse way to do it. But like, Top five worst ways. What are we going to do with this two-ton animal? We're going to throw rocks at it. I'm like, okay. No worse way. This is... <laughs> but anyways, uh, yeah, I, I don't know why some of these rules are, are crazy. And, of course, a lot of it is historical context. And yeah. I'm not sitting here saying I'm better than these people. You are. But, damn, I do feel a little bit like I am. <laughs> I feel like I'm better than these people. Like, if I, if, if modern-day time someone's like, hey, what happened? My dog got loose and bit the neighbor's kid. Like, oh, yeah, what are you going to do? We're going to throw rocks at it till it's dead. I'd be like, huh. Like, you couldn't just, like, you know, inject it with something? I would, I yeah. guess. I tell you what, if, uh, yeah, I would run over it with my car at least. Or, That's got to be or better. Slit <laughs> throat. Fucking stones. You got to slit the throat, right? Why aren't they slitting throats? Yeah. Why aren't they slitting throats? At least throats? ISIS does that. Yeah. At least, you know. Can I get an amen? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I think ISIS treats captured pilots better than you treat these oxen. Well, I, that actually isn't true. <laughs> <That's weird. laughs> oh. They didn't say put the oxen in a cage and light it on fire. <laughs> yeah. Gross. Oh, boy. Oh, man. Well, I think we can objectively say that uh, that's a shitty way to kill an ox. I don't know, man. I've seen a lot of running with the bulls. I don't think a stone's going to do it. Have they ever tried this? I mean, I guess they. I, you, I, I guess it must have been commonplace if it's like the 18th law. You know, it's up there, top 50. Well, you have to realize it's not like one person does it. They probably got like the whole street together. Oh man, that's got to be fun. Like, imagine that. Be like, what'd you hear? I heard the neighbor's uh, oxen gored uh, Billy. I'm like, oh yeah, I've been saving up all these rocks for weeks. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> just really sharp rock to throw. No, yeah, that would take forever. I'm gonna say it. Uh, yeah, man. I don't even think. Yeah, I don't think it'd be a good way to go. You could do it. To, I mean, object, I'm sure you it's could possible. do it. Yeah, it's possible. Oh man, you just gotta get him to stand real still. Um, wow, I don't like it. Obviously, the Bible. I know we talked about this a while ago, and you're like, "Oh, the, you, you know, you're like the Bible." I love slaves, but the Bible is definitely pro slavery. Yes. Yeah, it's even pro slavery of Hebrews. You know, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Well. Is it a slave if it's only for six years? <laughs> <laughs> Was it just a little bit of slavery? Was it just the tip? It just... Yeah, but if they're, you know, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. It's like You a... can't kill him. You can only beat the ever-loving shit out of it's him. It's the Brock Turner so of slavery, yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't follow. Oh, because his like... dad was like, what, should he be for oh, just 20 oh. minutes of a bad decision? Be like, ah. Uh... <laughs> it takes a lot less time than that to shoot someone You're in the face. You're just a slave for six years. What's all uh, the complaining about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not unless you want to, unless you want to keep your wife, then it's then, Yikes. then come oh, over to the door. That's what they should have done. Yeah. Oh man. Well, that was a hell of an episode. How about some laws? Yeah. How about some laws? I mean, uh, definitely. So, I guess my question is: Are these laws inalienable? Are they golden? Is there no converting them, or are they just a victim of their times and kind of should be left in the most, most Christians, at least in America, that I'm aware of will tell you that no, none of this applies anymore because Jesus came and died on the cross and wiped all this away, even though Jesus himself said not a single letter of the old law shall be removed. So... I don't know. You can read that how you want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But let's let's not let's not pass judgment on that until we're in the New Testament, though. You know. I think it is great though, is that uh, now at least we have kind of the moral high ground when any asshole does anything bad. I'm gonna be like, hey, 
You fucking see your enemy's ox and you bring it back, you turd. And you spit on him. Yeah. You know. It does make it easy to do that. Yeah. But it's definitely no, good it's for definitely... judging others. I'll tell you that. If there's the Bible's good for anything. I would say that the most modern Christians uh, follow neither the letter nor the spirit of this law. Uh, I think that's a safe bet. I Well, to say most. most is hard to say, but certainly most public Christians. Certainly the kind of people that are like, as a Christian, I think we should do this. You kind of go, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never yeah. heard they, anyone. They I've that. never heard anyone go on Fox News and be like, "As a Christian, I think we should feed the poor." I'm like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, we should treat strangers good and uh, minorities, and because we were uh, strangers in Egypt, never heard them say that as a Christian that they should do that. No, but whatever. All right, I think uh, I think we got an episode there. Yeah. Anything else for the people? No, I'm excited. Let's get through this. I mean, we're we about to get. I think. Are we about to... So, don't spoil it for me, because I only ever really try to read... I don't know if that's the right way to do it. I, I, I try to... I think it is. I, I, I've been thinking about like some of the things like... I should just read the whole chapter, and then we should talk about it. But I don't know if knowing what happens is tainting. Like I really think you should just read this. What we're talking about is me talking about it as I'm reading it. And, and you kind of rediscovering it, too. I mean, there's plenty for us to deal with. We don't need yeah. too much that like, be like, future context. Oh, in next chapter, this is going to happen, and this is also... Yeah, it'd be overwhelming. Yeah. No, I think the way we're handling it is good, and I, I think we yeah, should I, just keep I, it up. I, yeah, I'm only ever reading up to about where we're going to go, and then I kind of give you that gotcha. stream of consciousness. But, uh, so I guess my point is is that I don't, wanna, I don't want you to spoil it for me, but does it get more metal or less metal? Where are we getting into? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. We're getting to the point where um, I know... This, I know basically a handful of things that are going to happen still, but a lot of them involve Joshua, and I don't know if that's going to happen until after Deuteronomy. There's mm. going to be a lot of rehashing and a lot of kind of boring stuff, to be honest, but also a lot of crazy stuff on the horizon. All right, good. So I'm excited. Uh, we'll get there. We'll handle it as it comes. We might end up like doing some really uh, some episodes that cover like 10 chapters because it's all just like, we need to just paraphrase it or whatever. I have. I will we'll, note that uh, nothing about gay sex, nothing about not gambling. Now I'm sure Leviticus will definitely take us down the yeah, road. Yeah, but yeah. That's, but it's that's not, not in the. Thing. It's not in the main meat. It's not in the Ten Commandments. It's not in the things. Yeah. Correct. Uh, cool. All right. Let's do this shit. Well, uh, what's our Twitter? If, uh, you, yeah, if you don't follow us already, we're at Irrevelations on Twitter. And if you want to send us an email, it's irrevelationspodcast at gmail.com. Feel free. Feel free. In fact, don't feel free not to. <laughs> right? Yeah. Send, send us an email. Let us know what you think. Critique us. Spit in our mouths. We love it. Yeah. Good night, everyone. Is that it? Do you have anything? Don't be a cunt. Uh,